Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut. Natural beaut. Natural beaut. Natural beaut. Oh, yeah. So this is the key. I have for a big page. Okay. Okay, ready? Did a full 180, honey. Thinking about the natural part, did the serum change me? Maybe, but look at where I ended up. My skin's good already, so damn snatched it's scary. My cabinet's not empty at all. So, if you don't wanna see me creaming up my necky. If you wanna believe that my routine would stop me Use Co-Natch, don't come out Won't stop listening to Natch Butte now Keep Fringe fresh, you know how Won't stop listening to Natch Butte now I was a little nervous. Were you? Could you tell? No, not at all. Okay, good. I, I just wanted to put that out there. I'm going to turn no. this mic off real quick. I have to adjust this mic quickly. Sounds good. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. you can't hear it. I'm I can't nervous. hear it. I just I don't even know why I'm plugging my... I'm by. nervous. What? You're nervous? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I was more... I, I thought I was going to be nervous to meet your dad, and I was, but I'm definitely more nervous to meet the honeys. That's I am. so sweet. Well, it's true. I mean, they're like dads to me. They are. All, all of them. <laughs> okay. You're not supposed to talk yet. You've listened to Nashby, you know what happens. Mm-hmm. I, I do the Only intro. Only the episodes you let me, though. Yes. I know. I do the intro, and then, <laughs> and then you come in. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to Nash Butte, everybody. Welcome to Nash Butte. Welcome to Nash Butte. What a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, just for full transparency, I'm recording this on Sunday, April 5th. I say that only because I don't know what's going to happen in the next few days, and I just want to give some context. Um, so that's what the day is as I'm recording this. Welcome to Natch Butte. If this is your first episode, hello. There's definitely some first timers listening to this. <laughs> welcome. If this is not your first episode, hi, welcome back. Thank you so much for returning. If you don't know who I am, hi, I'm Jackie J, the beauty talk shock shock, the queen of creams, your host of the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, your favorite kooky southern aunt, and the pop punk princess. This is Natch Butte. Welcome to Natch Butte. Oh, man. You know, uh, in case you've been living under a rock, uh, you know, the world is going through a little rough time. Um, We are under a pandemic. We are under a shelter in place here in California. And uh, we haven't re- left this apartment in three weeks, over three weeks, as we're recording this. 
And, you know, I've needed to start recruiting guests. Um, if you listen to HB, you know I love a good sound quality moment. And I have always refused remote interviews because I like the intimacy of having my guests in front of me. Um, so, so far, I have been either uh, putting up some back episodes that I had in the back catalog waiting to be released. Or I've been doing episodes by myself. So I needed to start recruiting guests, and, you know, luckily I am not alone in this apartment. There are two other people here. One of them is a dog that doesn't speak, so that only left one option. <laughs> um, and the person who shares this apartment with me was actually scheduled to come on Nash Butte this exact week, so this was extremely convenient timing. Um, we're just not in my nice fancy studio. I wanted us to have the full experience. I even sent him the email with the parking information, but you know what? We're doing what we got to do, um, because the show must go on. So let me just tell y'all about my guest. My guest today is very special. My guest today is a philanthropist and author. His first of several books is out on April 14th and it is called Oh my God, what the fuck does the Constitution actually say? A non-boring guide to how our democracy is supposed to work. And it is available for pre-order now wherever books are sold. <laughs> my guest is also an extremely impressive person, a very hard worker, and takes the tasks that life gives him very seriously. He has a stack of notes in front of him, and, you know, I've done about 150-something episodes of this show, and I'm pretty sure no one has ever come on Ashview with that many notes. So I'm already intrigued. Um, this person is also my boyfriend and my best friend and my favorite person. And I kiss him every night before I go to bed. He also loves skincare, And I have been procuring topics for this interview for months, and he has no idea what I'm going to ask him. And I'm excited, but I'm also a little nervous. But here we go. Please welcome Ben Sheehan to Nash Butte. This is such an honor. Welcome to Nash Butte. I'm so excited. Welcome to Nash Butte. I'm excited and nervous, but I'm, I'm more excited than nervous. I'm, I'm nervous because, you know, you're very mysterious to the honeys, and this is opening a door, <laughs> you know? And I know that you're gonna, they're going to love you, but it is like... It is a boundary, you know? Mm -hmm. it, we're opening a door here. So I'm a little vulnerable. I'm vulnerable. And that's fine. I get vulnerable on Nash Butte. Anyway, welcome to Nash Butte, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. This is a beautiful studio that you have. Thank you. We have a chooch picture on the wall. We sure do. Um, okay, my first question for every guest on Nash Butte, do you know what it is? Of course. What type of skin do you have? Yes, that's right. Um, what type of skin do you have? I have combination skin. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have slightly more intense combination skin because the cool combination is oily and dry at the same time is it i think so i would argue combination skin is uh any skin with a combination uh oh you well, know what i mean in my google search okay mostly it came up that it was both oily and dry yeah you got me there okay so I definitely have more oil in the T-zone, mm -hmm. and I've always had combination skin, and I also, I'm also fair-skinned, mm -hmm. and I also have sensitive skin. Look so this you. creates a real, um, I don't know, series of, of conditions mm -hmm. that uh, can make um, uh, irritation possible. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the second question I ask every guest is? I didn't know there was a standard second question. There is. 
Oh yeah. What's your favorite thing about yourself? Yes. Okay. Uh, but don't answer that yet. Okay. Because I have other questions. Oh, okay. I have a couple extra ones that I just am throwing in for you know the festivities. Mm-hmm. Okay. How tall are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm six foot two. Yes, honey. How did you meet me? I met you in 2013 mm-hmm. at a party mm-hmm. where we were dressed up in 1920s attire. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a great Gatsby themed party. Mm-hmm. And I think it was at some ridiculous club on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And I knew your best friend, Catherine Burns. Mm-hmm. And I ran into her. I just met her mm-hmm. maybe like a week before. And I ran into her at this party. We it was and like. How did you even recognize her with our get up on? You know, well, she had like a blonde bob wig on. Did she? Yeah, I don't. And I, I had a wig on too. I feel like I feel like I just met her and spent some time with her because we did a video together when I was at Funny or Die, and I I honestly think I met her maybe a week before, and so I ran into her and I was confused. I was like, Why are are you here for the same person? What what is the connection here? And. We started chatting, and she introduced me to you. Mm-hmm. And we reconnected. And we reconnected a, a, a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And, well, we stayed friends. I mean, we're friendly. We were acquaintances. Yeah. We we ran into each other at parties. I would invite you to my birthday party mm-hmm. every year. And I would go. You came sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I had better things to you do. Did. <laughs> you did. So then how did we reconnect? We reconnected on a dating app, mm-hmm. and I asked if this counts as... You had a picture of you and Chooch mm-hmm. in, I want to say, a, a a very pink coat. Yes. And my I, signature coat. Your signature coat. Mm-hmm. And we started chatting, and then we agreed to meet up, and we went to dinner and movie. And here we are. And here we are. Um, What is your favorite thing about yourself? <laughs> Um, what is your favorite thing about yourself? So, okay, I, I have a question about this. Yes. Is this supposed to, is this open-ended or is this yes. supposed to be a physical no, or a character it's trait? it's open-ended. You can pick whatever you want. Some okay. people go physical, some people go metaphysical, some people go whatever. I'm going to do one of each, if that's okay. okay look if that's at okay. You, look at you. You give a mouse <laughs> a cookie. You just take, take, take. That's fine. You can, you can do two. Okay. Favorite physical feature is my eyes. Mm-hmm. And my favorite... Um, characteristic feature is that I plan well and strive toward goals, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And I think that I work really hard. I would say, I would say work ethic is my favorite character trait. I brought that up in my interview. I know you did. That's sweet. Why are you so handsome? I ask you this all the time and you've never given me an answer that I'm happy with. So I thought maybe if I put it on you right now, you'd have to answer me. Why are you so handsome? Well, I'll be honest. I didn't think I was handsome for a long time. And I think that my, you know, people come into confidence at different parts of their life. Mm-hmm. And I think being with you has made me really confident. And I hope that it's made you confident. And I think we complement each other really well. And... On a more biological level, um, I have very, I think, good-looking parents. I think yeah. the, the, you know, they're 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 also kind people. Um, my grandma, my mom's mom, was a model. Mm. She was a fashion model. Mm. She used to enter. She also used to t- entertain soldiers during World War II. She worked at a <gasps> a, um, a bar in New York. Oh my God! It was just something cantina, but it was like the place for soldiers who who were coming through either on a stop or about to deploy, 
And it was like it was like the hot spot. But what would she do? Like dance, dance, and jump out of cakes? Well, no, it wasn't or? like a, it wasn't like a strip club. It was. A, I, I mean, didn't it was, say she took her clothes off. Well, you know what I mean? Right, okay, I'm talking like enough. a Marilyn Monroe, like sailor yeah, girl. Yeah, it was moment. like. I mean, there are photos. I, I we have photos. I can I can show you. But they. Um, did it, she sing? Did she dance? Did she juggle? I think she. What I think she. I think she was a she was a, a, a waitress. Uh-huh. But I do think there was a level of. Uh, there may have been some like performative. I don't know if there was dancing, mm-hmm. but it was. It was sort of like you know, she would like flirt with the oh, soldiers before she told they deployed. You? Yeah, my mom also told me. Oh, and we have photos you. of her flirting with these very handsome soldiers. Look at you. Well, now we know where you get it so from. There you go. Um, what's your favorite thing about me? <laughs> My favorite thing. The only other guest I've asked that of is Paul and Lucia. <laughs> they answered. I, can I also give to you? I guess. Okay. Well. I'm not going to stop you. Um, my favorite physical feature about mm-hmm. you is your cheekbones. Mm-hmm. You have a very pretty smile. And I would say my favorite character feature is that you have this ability to walk into any room or have a phone conversation with anyone and immediately connect with them on like a very even keeled, intimate, genuine level. I've, I've, I, I, this is true. I have come home uh, from being out and I'll walk in and you're having this heart to heart with someone on the phone and even like maybe a couple tears that I'm like, who are you talking to? And you're like, oh, I was on the phone with the Verizon lady <laughs> and we were chatting about, she just got a divorce. She's got two kids. She's going through it. And I'm like, I mean, you have this ability to connect with people that you have that you haven't even met that you're just talking to, and and it's really special. That's sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I didn't have this written down, but since you're d- dishing it out, my favorite physical feature <laughs> is your eyes as well. And I think my favorite thing about you is how sweet you are. That's nice. Um, what's the most impressive pool shot you've ever seen somebody make? Well, this is, it seems like a very specific question, and I am going to have to go with, well, for anyone who doesn't know me, which is probably most of the people listening to this. Um, Don't be I, so sure. I do. <laughs> that's true. I do enjoy a game of pool, mm-hmm. but I would have to say. And who who has never played pool ever? Me. Uh, Jackie uh, Michelle Johnson has never played pool. I've played maybe three times now since we've been dating. That's it. I... Definitely can say the most impressive shot I've ever seen uh, was in Dallas. Mm-hmm. It was at the Statler Hotel mm-hmm. bar on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, late Thanksgiving evening. Get back and on the mic. I'm on the mic. I know you went over here. Uh, okay, I'll stand on the mic. So we're playing game of pool, and Jackie's up, and we're playing. You know, we're, it's standard eight ball. It's, you know, solids and stripes, and you shoot the ball, and somehow. You put spin on the, the the cue ball to the point where it knocked three stripes in into the same pocket, and you did not scratch. That's right. And Mike. I've never <laughs> seen right. that in my life. I've never seen that. Not that I'm watching pool highlights all the time, only sometimes. But I I've never seen anybody do that. I don't know. I don't know if anyone has done that. But you know what? You're the only record of this happening. So that's why I needed this on record. That's true. That I gave, I showed Ben Sheehan the most impressive pool shot he's ever seen in his life. Noted pool shark, Ben Sheehan. Yes. The same pocket. That, that was, that, I mean, knocking three balls in is one thing, but in the same pocket without scratching. And it was bloop, bloop, bloop. It's very unusual. It was boom, boom, boom. It was really impressive. I mean, yeah. I just, I'm really athletic and really skilled (laughs) and I wanted everybody to know. Yeah. What makes you feel beautiful? What makes me feel beautiful? 
I would say, well, mm-hmm. um, I guess this is an opportunity to talk about it's, you know, it's, it's not just what you do to yourself from a beauty standpoint for mm-hmm. your skin and your hair. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's also the clothes you put on, mm-hmm. specifically the colors that you wear. You'll never believe this. I know you had this on the list. You it's, had to. It's next. It's next? Well, yeah. here we are. Um, are. Did you try to segue no, I that? I did you plan to segue into that? I didn't plan that. that. I, no, I didn't plan that. So clothes, I don't know what you're going to ask me. Clothes make you feel beautiful. Legitimately. I s- or were you trying to wedge in this I'm topic? I'm trying to wedge it in. <laughs> okay. It's fun being honest. Okay. I'm answering these questions honestly. Well, so, then keep going. But okay. don't get into that yet because it's not next question. Don't get into it? Okay. But clothes make you, like, looking good. I think, yeah. I yeah. Think, I think a well-fitting uh, piece of clothing mm-hmm. can, can kind of give you a shot of confidence. Yeah, of course. You know, feeling yourself. Yeah. Whether you're going to a meeting or you're going to meet friends or on a date, whatever it is. You know, yeah. Makes you feel makes you feel confident. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> you, I mean, you're kind of a self-care king. Would you take that? I will be honest with you. When I was younger, I may have had a nickname. My friends would call me the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And that was because when I would go to their houses for sleepovers or we'd go on trips, I would have a very well-stocked dub kit. Yeah. And I took self-care seriously even as a younger person. So you are a self-care king. I am. Okay. But there are a couple of interesting things that are unique just to your self-care. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about those. Okay. And the first thing on my list is your wardrobe. Okay. It's so interesting. On Natchbute, many, many times I have had on makeup artists, very successful, award-winning makeup artists. And I've asked them about colors and what colors suit what and what are the rules. And all of them have said, where are the colors that you feel good in? There's no such thing as seasons, all this crap. And you have your own philosophy on this. And you, I want you to tell the whole thing. I mean, obviously, don't like take 20 minutes. You know, we're on a, a schedule here. <laughs> but okay, Ben, <laughs> tell us about your philosophy on your color palette and how it started. Okay, so a friend this of, is fascinating, a, I think. A friend of mine from college, and I, I, w- I would shout them out, but they, they, they are no longer running this business, but it is a larger chain of color studios. Mm-hmm. And it's called House of Color, mm-hmm. color with, a, with O-U. Okay. And I think it started in the UK, and that's why they have the spelling. Mm-hmm. It is a color theory consultancy. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that you can change your appearance by just playing the colors to your natural skin tone. Mm-hmm. My friend Kate was starting this business with her mom, you know, fresh out of college and and lived in New York. I lived in New York. And so she asked me if I wanted to try it out. I'm thinking I'm going to go support my friend's business. So I go up to the the, the Upper East Side and into their, um, into their apartment and they have a room and it's very brightly lit. It is all natural light. And I walk in, it's me and my friend and my friend's mom, who I had never met before. And they're like, take off your shirt. Okay, so I took off my shirt and I sat down and they immediately adorned me from the neck down in a white smock. Mm -hmm. And they covered my hair in almost a Handmaid's Tale type white head covering. Like a habit. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what a habit is? I don't. That's what nuns wear. Okay. That's what you call the nuns headpiece. But it was also, but it also wasn't covering my face. So it was yeah, like pulling my- Yeah, a habit. My, okay. You know what nuns wear? They don't cover their kind face. Of. I am, my dad's was Catholic. I am Jewish. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Well, you know what, babe? Stick with me. I'll teach you. 
So you I have it. They put a habit on yes. my head. Right, of course I have it. We all know a habit. So yeah. I'm wearing, I mean, do most people know that? I don't know. I don't I've I'm never, Catholic. I've I never heard Catholic. the word habit before okay, in fine. the sense of a of a hat. It's fine. So It's I, like a yarmulke but bigger. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you for explaining that. I know exactly what it looks like. So I'm wearing this large yarmulke habit on my head. It's bright white and I'm it's I'm like st- I'm like up close in a mirror. I mean, all flaws on display. And so the only thing that is out is your face. My face. Yeah. My face and my neck. Okay, face and neck. Face and neck. And they start holding swaths of color, like square, squares mm-hmm. of color fabric up under my chin. And they're taking notes. And they're not telling me exactly what they're doing, but they're like, mm, oh, interesting. Okay. Interesting. And they're putting all colors. All colors. Yeah. And so they start to, but then obviously they're like, okay, we're going to walk you through this. Mm-hmm. So they go, we're looking for two things. One, what is your natural skin tone? And two, what color saturation does your skin tone match with? Mm-hmm. So the first thing that they they determined was whether or not I am a blue-based skin tone mm-hmm. or yellow-based skin tone. So sort of the hue underneath. Yeah, your the undertone top, is what we call that. Exactly. Yes, honey. So they, just, they determined that after a little bit, I, I'm a blue-based undertone. Okay. And then they started cool tone, cool tone, mm-hmm. and they just. How long were they doing this? This whole thing took maybe an hour and a half. Okay, so you're just sitting there. I'm sitting there, and they're there, just flapping colors and they're on flapping you for an hour and taking furious notes. Okay, and then they are looking for a second thing, which is, do I look better with muted colors or bold colors? Mm-hmm. So, didn't take them very long. But they determined I'm blue-based undertone, mm-hmm. and I look better in muted colors. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I am a summer. Interesting. And a summer is muted, uh, muted colors and blue-based undertone. Okay. Now, the opposite from me would be a winter, which would be a yellow-based undertone and bold colors. Interesting. Uh, you know, I don't think of bold colors being winter. I think of bold colors being summer, if I'm being honest. Well, uh, summer's a lot of pastels. That's a lot of muted. That's spring. Summer's a lot of pastels. Spring, no, spring is like spring. I'm, I'm just saying from their perspective. Right. Their, this is their system. This is their system. Got this it. is the house of color system. system. And other people use this system too. So, so a spring is blue-based and bold colors. Autumn is yellow-based and muted colors. So, okay. So they tell you basically what? These are the colors that you should wear and these are the colors so that you shouldn't? they determine my the, the skin tone and they determine the saturation of the color. So then they have a whole palette. Like they have like a packet ready to go. They have a book and they have a packet of 36 colors. Mm-hmm. So once they determine your sort of your, your season, then they take the season and then they go more granular and they go, okay, what do you look best in in the summer palette? What are your best colors? And they would go through and they would make two uh, uh, um, notes. The first note is a system of one check, two checks, one star, two stars. That's like least good color to best color. Worst color to best color. Two stars is your best. One check is, is your, you know, maybe don't you wear that all the time. And then the second thing is 25, 50, 75, 100. And that's the percentage of your body that color is supposed to cover. So there's a lot going on in yes. this hour and a half session yes. with my friend and her mom. But in you take, but the point is you took this to heart. I took it seriously because I, I didn't enjoy shopping before this. I mean, I really didn't. Like, I didn't know what fit well. I didn't know what colors look good. And I, you know, I, I just didn't. 
necessarily. Before this, were you wearing black t-shirts? I was, yes. I've never seen you in a black t-shirt. I wore black I want a lot, it. Lot, I want lot. it so bad. So I'm gonna make you wear my Blink 182 t-shirt. I mean, I'm gonna find a very similar Blink 182 shirt with a midnight blue and see if you notice. No, I'm gonna make you wear mine. Oh, your specific yes. one? Okay. I mean, I will. I don't want to stretch it out. You won't. It's a medium. Oh. Well, Will you wear it just for me? Yes. Okay, good. So, But you take this to heart, meaning you'll never see Ben Sheehan in a black t-shirt. You will never see me in a black t-shirt. What about a white want... t-shirt? No. No. You'll see, you'll, see, you'll see a midnight blue or a light cream. Mm-hmm. So, so I, okay. So I wore this. Uh, I took this to heart, and I redid my wardrobe. This is like seven years ago, eight years ago. And I didn't think anything of it, but I knew that I didn't enjoy shopping that much. So I decided to redo my wardrobe and they told me that I would get stopped on the street, that people would think I got taller, people would think I got a tan, people would think I got my teeth whitened, people would think I cleared up my complexion, I got a haircut, all these things, but they wouldn't know that it's the colors. And I thought it was bullshit, but I did it. And I swear to God, I got stopped on the street. My friends asked me if I got a haircut, if I got my teeth whitened, if I got a tan, if I got taller. It was all people that they didn't know. I have really dumb friends that think people (laughs) just get taller overnight. I guess so. I don't know what it is or the shoes or something, but it happened. I'd never gotten stopped on the street and complimented on the color that I was wearing before or, or anything like that. And it legitimately changed my life. And I live by this color palette. Some of my friends think I'm insane. Some of them are very interested in it. Um, I have referred several people to this business before it shut down. There is one not that far away, I think, in maybe Laguna or Newport. Um, that's like a branch of House of Color. Uh, and we are going. We've we said are we definitely going to go. go. We should go. I'm but very interested. I still have my Sherwin-Williams style paint chart of the color swats. And when I go shopping, I bring it along and just, you know, use it as a guide. I'm going to take a really quick break and tell everybody to use code Natch. Benjamin, mm-hmm. tell everybody to use code Natch. Please use code Natch. Okay, we'll be right back. Oh, yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh, yeah. We're back. We're back with Ben Sheehan. We have lots to discuss. I mean, this might be a two-parter. Who cares? You live here. You can't go anywhere. I'm trapped. You're trapped, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the next thing I want to ask you, and I don't think you know I'm going to ask you this, because I know Mr. Prepared over there took notes thinking I was going to ask him all his things. So, I don't let straight men on the show very often. I think you're maybe the sixth one. Most of the men who come on here, we discuss fragrance because it's um, a beauty thing that a lot of men, uh, you know, have something personal to say. But you don't wear cologne. You don't even own a damn bottle. Mm -mm. And I think that is something very interesting about you. Um, So tell me, why do you not wear cologne? I had friends and Mm -hmm. I always associated it with like overkill. Mm-hmm. If I could, I mean, people like guys would walk in, I mean, specifically like middle school mm-hmm. and would be wearing like the Abercrombie cologne mm-hmm. and it 
just like stunk up the hallway. Mm-hmm. And also, I wonder if there was like it was it wasn't like I also associate with kind of like when I was growing up, mean kids. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's the fact that it was too pungent and mm-hmm. also associated with people who were mean in middle school. But I didn't. I just thought it was overkill. So um, did you ever wear cologne ever? I did. I did when I was younger. And I just. What do you mean younger? Like, like middle 20s? School. Middle school. No, I, I haven't. Middle school? I haven't. I Why honest- are middle school scores <laughs> wearing cologne? That's ridiculous. There, people would go into Abercrombie and buy the latest scent. People wore Calvin Klein. Like it was yeah, a whole, I don't I know, maybe Tommy it was just Girl. my area. No, I wore Tommy Girl in middle school and Clinique Happy. People, my friends wore a lot of cologne. But you never did in high school and college? I Maybe in high school, but I definitely don't think I wore it in college. If Maybe at the beginning. And you never have in your whole adult life, never bought one bottle. I don't. I always used like a little bit of a scented deodorant and it seemed to do the trick. I mean, I find that very interesting. I don't really wear perfume anymore. You've never complained about my smell, have you? No, I, but I associate your deodorant smell with you, which you don't wear that much anymore. Don't wear, we'll We'll talk about it. Well, that's true. That's true. (laughs) We don't really go anywhere. So what's the point? Um, but I do associate, like, I remember like the first time I like got a whiff of you, Mm -hmm. that was probably what I smelled. Was the Old Spice Fiji. That was also a sweaty club. No, I definitely don't remember smelling you that night. I'm talking about like, you know. More recently. When we started chumming up. Got it. Yeah. Anyway, I find that interesting. Would you ever be interested in trying some? I mean, very understated, but potentially. Like if we went to Macy's and we like, you know, swatched. You have no interest. I don't care. I don't mind. I just think it's interesting. (sighs) I I just think it has more to do with the type of people that I associate wearing cologne with growing up versus. Do the you like thing. women that wear? Do you like you don't even like women that wear? No, perfume. small amount for sure. Yeah, I remember when I wore too much on that date. I do. Yeah, I wore way too much, but I was, it was a good smell though. I love that smell. It's a great smell. Yeah, I just put it's very it's just strong. easy to overdo, and it's I don't want to be the person who's like, man, that guy was cool, but he, the cologne was horrible. Like, well, too that's much. the thing. You're no, over. You're overextending yourself. But no one teaches you what to do. Right. I've I did a whole episode of Nash Butte on it because you know we see the movies with people spraying it all over their bodies. You know, fifty sprays, and you only need one spray. You know, and you do it in the strategic places. And then you're good. The whole point is that somebody gets close to you, they smell it. Right. Not that somebody smells you across the damn room. Right. That's the point, but people don't know. Too much of a good thing, sweetie. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> okay. Let's talk about your skin journey. Mm-hmm. Because this is probably like your... Oh, he's getting the notes. Yep. He's getting the notes. Let's talk about your skin journey. I... Have had a long skin journey. I know. And I remember the moment it started. I was in eighth grade English class. It was the fall in Clay's English class in Georgetown Day School. And I felt my chin a little sore. Mm -hmm. And I went to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I saw three little tiny zits. Mm -hmm. And I freaked the fuck out. I never had a breakout before. And I remember the first one, eighth grade. And to be honest, I've been kind of dealing with it ever since. And in terms of like being acne prone. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I felt, so I have to tell you this, you don't know this. Uh, I was looking at my computer last night, seeing if I had anything that I'd written down at some point, uh, uh, that would be relevant to Nash Butte. And I found from 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. a seven page single spaced essay that I'm not going to read, 
but I wrote entirely about my skin journey. So you wrote this when you were 25 I wrote this when I was years 26 old. 26 years old. Just for fun or was I this I think to be it was published? part of like an exercise. It was not published. This was like a, like some sort of like therapeutic exercise. I don't know what prompted me to write this. But it was interesting because it has all of the things I used over the years, oh, all wow. of the products. So you started breaking out in middle school. In middle school. And then you didn't really get it under control until when? Probably the first time I was on Accutane, which yeah. was the end of uh, high school. So how many times have you done Accutane treatments? I want to say full treatments, three, maybe wow. four. Wow. And I'd say I think there was one or two bailed treatments mm -hmm. where I like after a month, the symptoms were too bad and I just didn't want to do it. And it worked every single time, but it would come back. Yeah. And I tried so many things. I can't even tell you. I mean, it is like, well, the, let me tell you about my concealer journey first. The concealer that I wore in eighth grade, uh, Worked a little bit, but I was very scared to use it because I was sitting at a party one time with a bunch of very people who were quote unquote cooler than me and <laughs> concealer. I was saying something and literally as I got up to leave, the concealer fell out of my pocket onto the floor in front of a bunch of people. So everyone knew that I wore makeup when I was in eighth grade. So this is something that is like, and believe me, that's like not what it wasn't cool back then. I feel like it's cool now. I feel like people talking about wearing a little bit of makeup, it's like, it's fine. Like, guys. Yeah, it's definitely more normalized now, for but sure. But this was 1999. Um, I used to go self-tanning, I didn't remember. Mm -hmm. And I would go, because in D.C., there's not a lot of sun in February. Mm -hmm. So people would ask me questions when I would come in on, like, a Tuesday with a sunburn. <laughs> you uh, went tanning as a I way to help with the acne? Tanning as a way to conceal the acne. Yeah. I didn't even remember it until I found those. What? How I tried self-tanning. This is probably beginning of oh, wait, high school. Oh, wait, self-tanner, not no, both, tanning bed. Both, both. Your parents let you go in the tanning bed? They didn't know. Yeah, I mean, my, my dad literally took me, so, you know. a tanning bed. Yeah. Uh, and I'd come in with a sunburn. Did you go naked? Yeah. Or maybe like boxers. I don't remember that. that you don't much. remember. I don't remember whether I went naked or not. But I do remember wearing it's the little really eye things. It's really intimate, you know. It is also. You I don't mean, want to get your balls burnt. But I tried. I went to so many dermatologists. I tried benzoyl peroxide. I tried salicylic acid. All the you know the over the counter things. The the clear cell, clean and clear. Neutrogena, oxine, oxima, proactive. None of this worked. Trias, duo, different. Did like, you reread this essay last night? I did. Is it pretty good or is it bad? I mean, there are some really interesting parts of it. Maybe I could release this as a bonus episode maybe you reading it maybe i mean there's some down. there's some intimate some intimate stuff in here but it is definitely learning about i once took doxycycline for anyone out there who takes antibiotics for their acne be really careful with doxycycline i totally forgot this happened but it burned a hole in my esophagus <gasps> when oh my i was God. a sophomore and what happens is if you don't drink enough water to get the pill all the way into your stomach, it can, and I had a hole in my esophagus and I had to drink Ensure, like those like food supplements for, until it healed. Oh, I had no idea. That's horrible. I didn't know. But all of this is to say, I mean, look, there are so many products on here. I'm not going to just read this litany of, of, of. So what, okay, so when you're 25 and writing this, are you writing this because you're depressed and frustrated with your acne, or was this like a happy ending, like, wow, and I finally cured it? I th I don't remember. I think it had to do, it might have been a, like a, a, a coping mechanism, but it might have been for, I think, it, or it might have been like 
talking about how much Accutane helped because mm -hmm. it, it really changed everything. Like it, it fixed it every time. But I don't remember exactly what prompted it, but I do know because I say 12 years ago when I was 14. So clearly that year of do time the stamp math. on that, yeah. there you go. So where are you now with your skin? Well, I have learned some fascinating things mm -hmm. and they are 100% due to you. Mm -hmm. And one of them is the effect that dairy can have on your skin. Mm -hmm. Cutting out dairy has had a huge effect. Uh, it's reduced inflammation. Uh, cutting out meat has had a big effect. I don't know. I know that's not something that's normally associated with breakouts, but I've definitely noticed like a decrease in inflammation in my skin. I mean, you haven't had any undergrounders. No, you haven't had none, any cystic. None. You used to have cystic acne. I used to have cystic wow. acne. And I will say that using an oil cleanser, which I, I used to avoid oil, like the plague, every dermatologist was like oils, the problem oils, the problem. I started using oil to cleanse. I have not had a single cystic breakout since I started oil cleansing. Mm hmm. And it is fascinating because I just feel like everything I was taught growing up was a, was either a lie or misinformed or just to sell all these, you know, brand name products that I seem to have written an essay about when I was 26. Mm -hmm. So I oil cleanse, mm -hmm. uh, diet, drinking water, not drinking alcohol, avoiding sugar, just stuff like that. It Even when you do break out, it's not as bad because the inflammation isn't so present. Mm -hmm. So it's much more manageable, the dietary changes I've made and also just like the cleansing regimen. I mean, I don't use any prescription products right now, except for Retin-A. I did take your advice. Mm -hmm. I did listen to an episode yes. a few weeks ago. And well, you had to listen. I had, you I was were recording, recording it in the, yeah, feet right, away in from our, you. Yeah. So you said this is a good time to try, you know, that Retin-A and get, get that purge, purge on. So it. I'm yeah. doing it. So, you know, I'm a couple weeks in. It's not that bad. No. But, you know, definitely doing the doing a little retin-A purge right now. Yeah. So let's talk about your hair, Ben. What do you want to know about my hair? So when did you notice your hair thinning? I noticed it thinning probably five years ago. Around 30. Turning mm -hmm. 30. Yeah. Damn, that must have been a brutal time. 29, 30. I mean, it wasn't great. I would say the, the time that really hit me like a gut punch was when I was in my brother's wedding mm -hmm. three years ago and they did these really well-placed aerial shots oh, of the wedding mm -hmm. and I'm the best man. Did they have that drone going or they, what? I don't know. I think there was just a balcony, no mm -hmm. drone, just a, just, just a, a regular old balcony. And mm -hmm. the, the photo, um, uh, I was like, wow, it's way worse than I thought, but just, but like the crown mostly. Yeah. So did you ever notice did uh, like did you look in the mirror at one point and go, oh shit, my hairline looks like a little higher, or was it just pictures? No, I know I noticed it in the mirror. Yeah. I noticed it a little bit, but I didn't. I can't. I'm not really ever looking at the crown of my head. Yeah. So it was those photos from also like super brightly lit. I mean, honestly, like the worst way to have to, the worst way to learn is just like your your brother's wedding photos that are going to be immortalized for mm -hmm. forever, basically, and. I was like, fuck, I really have to do something about this. So I talked to my dermatologist mm -hmm. and he recommended this place in San Francisco mm -hmm. and I went and I got hair restoration. So, okay. I feel like I have had a lot of female honeys message me and DM me and ask me uh, about hair products, hair loss, um, things they can do for their partners. I've had a lot of, that's a topic that has been asked of me a lot, but I have no, you know, I haven't had a guest to speak on it yet. So I'm curious, like if you would kind of get into it a little bit with us. Of course. Okay. So 
you noticed your hair was thinning, which happens when, you know, it can happen to men when they hit, what, what do we want to call it, 30s-ish? Sure. I mean, I think it varies, right? You said you're a dermatologist, I want to do something about this. Mm-hmm. And there are multiple ways and treatments and things. So explain to us, like, what you specifically had done. I know there's different methods and so, different surgeries and whatnot. So on the surgery, on the surgery level, there are two main surgeries. Mm-hmm. There's something called FUT mm-hmm. and FUE. Okay. FUT stands for follicular unit transplant. Okay. And that is the that's been going on for years. That's what for, my dad did, right? Yes. Sorry that's to, where they cut. Sorry the, to blow your spot That's where they up, cut John the strip. Johnson. That's what he did. Yeah. <laughs> um, they cut the strip out of the back of your head, and they take the hair follicles and they place them on your on the rest of your head. Mm-hmm. And what they do is, but then it, you have a, a permanent scar. Yeah. Um, but you can't see it cause your hair's over. Well, yeah. If your hair grows over, but if you want to wear your hair short, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Yeah. My dad had a piece of his head cut out mm-hmm. like a Frankenstein and then they remove hairs from that little strip and implant them back exactly. into your hair. Okay. Yeah. That's what my yes. dad had done in the nineties when I was little. And there are a lot of people who have done this. Like if you're scrolling through an us weekly or some magazine and people are wearing their hair short, you can see the scars. There are a lot of people have had this, Yeah. but I didn't want to scar on the back of my head for the rest of my life. So my doctor said there's this newer method. It's maybe a decade or two old called follicular unit extraction, Mm -hmm. where instead of cutting a strip, there's a machine called the artist machine and it goes in and it takes the hair follicles one by one and plants them in the rest of your head. So it moves your hair follicles around. Okay. So where does it take them from? Usually you have the strongest hair in the back and on the sides. Okay. So it would take it from the back of my head or the sides of my head, like behind my ear, mm-hmm. and then it would implant them in the top of my head. So the, it's a day and a half procedure. So hold on. When it takes it from the side of your head, does it take it forever from there? Yeah. It takes the whole <gasps> follicle. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it thins the other side of your head out. Right. But you have so much hair and it's so dense in this back area. So it, it's it's okay if you lose a little bit. Right. So they go in and they give you numbing shots. The first first was four hours. Mm-hmm. They go and they give you numbing just shots. Just the shots take four just, hours. Just the shots and the opening. Then they create incisions. Oh, God. Where they're going to plant uh, the hairs. And do they shave your head? Oh, yeah. Completely. They shave it before. Before. So you look in the mirror and see yourself bald as a damn cue ball. Bald as a cue ball. How but you stressful because you're you trying to avoid that. You know what I the mean? The weirdest part is that. That'd I, be like doing an operation on somebody to like fix their face and fuck their face up before. I don't know. And if, make them look at it. I don't know if it was because people felt bad for me, but so a lot of my friends said that they liked my head better bald. Well, I saw that photo of you the other day, and I was like, hey, honey, who's that? Well, you don't know how you look. I was you like, know, hey, you jarhead. <laughs> hey, jarhead. Yeah, so they shave your head to like the right length so that the machine can identify the hairs, and then they make the incisions, and the next day you go in, it's harvesting. Wait, so hold on. How do you sleep that night? You can just sleep on your head? You sleep on your head. You, they don't make you sleep upside down I mean, you, or you, have, you have a shower cap. You don't wear a shower cap. Was it uncomfortable? No, it was fine. Okay. So... So yeah, so you go in and you get this and then you have the whole day and you mm-hmm. basically watch Netflix mm-hmm. and you... What'd you watch? I watched... This is, this is a terrible... By the way, anyone who's going to get this procedure done, don't watch Black Mirror because A, there are jumpy moments. Mm-hmm. So if people are like putting hair follicles back into your head and there are moments of surprise... They accidentally put one in the middle of your forehead. <laughs> the forehead, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was wondering why you had that giant yeah. hair shooting out of the I know, I do have a mustache like below my chin. That's mm-hmm. very suspicious. I... Also, there was one episode about like a medical procedure gone wrong, which is also a really bad one to yeah. watch. Yeah, so watch botched. Be watch botched. 
on repeat. Maybe something animated, something light. Yeah. So I had, so then 12 hours, 12 hour procedure, seven to six. Did they do, did they take shifts? They take shifts. Yeah. There's there's like a whole group of people. Yeah. How many people are doing it? I think there was like five, maybe. For some reason, I thought you were in a machine. I thought a machine did it, but humans did it. Well, no, the machine takes the hair out. Okay. And the humans put the hair back in. Okay. Wow. So the machine removes it. They Mm -hmm. usually identifies healthy hairs to remove the full follicle, goes in kind of like, you know, grabs the whole follicle and pulls it out. Wow. And... And how do they get it in? Do they have to like cut into your head? That's what they did the first day. Yeah. So they made all these incisions. Wow. So they transplanted 1,900 follicles, Mm -hmm. which, so because some hairs share a follicle, it's 3,500 hairs. Wow. And they transplanted it. And how do they know that? They counted? Mm -hmm. What would happen if they lost count in the middle? I'm, they have to start over? They had to start over. Got to do the whole thing again. So then what was the recovery like, and were you pleased with the result? Four to five days of having to spray my head every two hours, so having to wake up in the middle of the night and spray my head with this solution. Mm-hmm. And what happens You're is- You're like it, a little seed. A little seed, exactly. Like a little, a little seed a little germinating. It's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And then the hairs fall out, and then they regrow. And so after about nine to 12 months, they regrow. And I think it takes up to 18 months to fully regrow. So damn, that took forever. Yeah. I got this done in uh, December of 2017. So you're sort of just now getting the benefits. A little bit. I'd say like middle of 2018, I saw benefits. Yeah. And you're happy with it. I think my temple and the front of my hair is pretty solid. They didn't do as much on the crown. I actually just had my uh, like a couple year follow-up with my doctor. I know. I was there. Uh, you were there. He's very Dr. Gujarati. He's great. <laughs> He's got a great head of hair. He sure does. Um so yeah, I feel like I might need some more help on the crown at some point, but I think the sides are pretty good. And then the hairline, I think for now is pretty solid, but people, I, I think my friends notice it a lot more than, than I do. So w- would you recommend somebody do it? I would, I would, but just know that you may have to do it again at some point. Yeah. My dad did it twice. Yeah. He did the strip twice. Yeah. So he's two scars. I guess he did it twice. <sighs> He hated it. That sucks. Apparently, it's really painful. This honestly didn't hurt. Well, he said- I recommend FUE way more than FUT. He said that getting the shots was very scary and stressful. Like, that was probably the worst part of all, was getting all those shots of Novocaine, like, in your fucking skull. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they basically, a lot of long needles in your skull giving you yeah. shots. But that, but that is the worst part. And then once it starts, because then you, you're on, like, an IV drip, so you're, you're feeling pretty numb. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had needles shoved in my face, so- you have. Yeah. I've You've been, been there. there. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> I had needles in my face too, much smaller. I know. Well, that's on here. I know we'll get to it because we talk like Gabby <laughs> Gus is over here. Okay. I'm going to take one more break. Um, so tell everybody to use Code Natch. Everyone, please use Code Natch. And we'll be right back. Oh, yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh, yeah. We're back. Hi, Ben. Hi, Jackie. Are you having fun? I'm having a great time. Any surprises so far? No. I'm just hoping I don't embarrass you. I'm not saying anything. Why would you embarrass silly. me? I don't know. What do you mean? I'm just making sure. Why would you embarrass me? I don't know. 
Just don't talk about like my farts or something. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They hear everything. I do have some thoughts on that. I know, but let's not get into that. Okay. My honeys know me so well. They, they, there's nothing. Okay. And you know what? I can cut out whatever you say. That's true. I'm the boss. <laughs> this episode will be five minutes. <laughs> Funny. Okay. Let's talk about some of your favorite products. Okay. Benjamin. Please share with us some of your favorite products. So I, I would like to know your full routine if that's My full cool. routine? Yes. Okay. My full routine starts with, so I have been washing my face less. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find I've been rinsing it sometimes in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that not stripping my face of all the oil mm-hmm. helps. Mm-hmm. And if I do break out, it's way less severe than if I'm always stripping my face of the oil. Mm-hmm. My favorite product. Mm-hmm is the Tatcha oil cleanser. Mm-hmm. Tatcha. Mm-hmm. I use that every night. You are a Tatcha queen. I am very into Tatcha. Yeah. So, okay. You love the Tatcha oil cleanser. I do. So it, it's pure camellia cleansing oil, I mm-hmm. believe is the full title. So you use that. You came home from a facial at Face House, mm-hmm. and she had said you should try an oil cleanser. That's correct. You had never even heard of that. I didn't know that that was a thing. So I gave you the one that I was currently using, mm-hmm. and you loved it. Yes. And since then, I have replaced it, because you know I always have to try new shit. I'm always trying new products, and I have a lot of oil cleansers I like. But I had a new one I wanted to try. It was the one that was in my Indie Beauty Expo Boutique, the Juniper and Pine Papaya mm-hmm. Oil Cleanser, which I love. But I gave that one to you, and you were like, nah, I'd rather have the Tatcha. So you went and bought it. I did. That's how much you love it. I did. So you've only really tried two. I've only tried two oil cleansers. But you love the Tatcha. So I why, really like it. why do you like it so much? I feel like um, the other one was leaving more oil on yes. my face, mm-hmm. and this one came off really clean. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like I never know how much to use. And the other, I, this one just, it was like the perfect pump. Mm-hmm. Like one pump is like the perfect amount for mm-hmm. me. Um, I like the smell. I like the consistency and it comes off really cleanly in the shower. Yeah. So I love that cleanser. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do a second cleanse. Mm-hmm. So I do a double cleanse. Yes. Second cleanse. I've been using the Osea ocean cleanser, mm-hmm. which I really like. It smells mm-hmm. like lime Skittles. Yes. It's really delicious. Did you steal that from me? I mean, I did notice it. Yes. And then I heard you say it. Cause I recognized the smell and I was like, what is that? And yeah. then you, you said it was lime Skittles. You heard me recording my episode the other day. No, You told me about it in person. Yeah. It smells, there's a little bit of lime essential oil in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, but it's, it's has like a fresh scent. Um, cause there's a lot of their seaweed. There's all these other like, yummy things in it but for some reason i specifically really draw i'm drawn to the lime i mean it's it it is lime skittles in a bottle yeah and but natural there's no artificial no. fragrance it's not like they put like a sugary limey smell in there it's, it's not real all. not at all you and like oc a lot i, I love like. oc yeah and i then i get out of the shower mm-hmm. and i either put on a toner mm-hmm. uh or if it's my retin-a night which mm-hmm. is every other night mm-hmm. then i make sure my face is dry and then i put the retin-a on mm-hmm. and then after that is usually the berlin skin cream the sandalwood cream mm-hmm. which Great smell. Also, a lot of anti-inflammatory properties. Mm -hmm. A lot of the... um, Tell everybody about this cream because... I love this cream. Basically, I I got this cream. Again, it was in my Indie Beauty Expo boutique. And I got it and I loved it. And I put it in the bathroom and you co-opted it. You took it. Well, I noticed that it it reduced the redness on my face. Mm-hmm. And when I did break out, it seemed to be it seemed to be less red and mm-hmm. less severe. Mm-hmm. So a part of it is I think I'm also just coming to terms with that I might be naturally more inflammatory. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, I think that's part of the sensitive skin. It's like if I if I get a scratch, it's like it's like a it's like all red. It's mm-hmm. like really pronounced. So if I can do things that reduce inflammation, then if I do break out or if I do have some skin ailment, it's way less severe. Mm-hmm. So I think what I love is that it is it's very cooling and it has anti-inflammatory properties on it. And you also really like the scent in the consistency. And I like the scent in the consistency, but it's a small tin and it's expensive. It is. So I try to ration it a little bit and I sometimes use a little bit of your Osea night cream. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that, I use a little bit of natural oil, mm-hmm. um, just, well, just a drop. Tell really. everybody what it is. Well, there might the, be some new listeners. Okay. So for anyone not who, who, who is not familiar with this product, it is a plum elixir mm-hmm. and it is from Lolly Beauty in partnership with Natch Butte. Mm-hmm. And you only need a little bit, which mm-hmm. is great, but yeah. you take a drop or two, mm-hmm. rub it around in your fingertips, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit in your palm and you just kind of pat, you kind yes. of, and you like goes into, and that's a good thing to do at the end. Mm-hmm. And then Final step is I use a spot treatment also from Osea, mm-hmm. which is essential oils. Mm-hmm. And I put that on if I have breakouts. And what is you, it called? Like blemish corrective? I think something, blemish correcting. Something. But you were using another one. I was using one that was half. And you that was loved it. 5% benzoyl peroxide. Yeah. And I. You loved it. I loved it, but it stained our pillowcase. It stained all the pillowcases. It ruined our pillowcase. Yeah. All, honestly, all, all actually all of them. All of our pillowcases now look like cloud print. They do. And I kind of thought it was interesting to try to not use any harsh chemicals at all and just mm-hmm. natural products. And other than the Retin-A purge, it's kind of been working. Yeah, you. other than your Retin-A, you are on a fully, quote unquote, natural, natural. clean skin regimen. But it's all, again... It, uh, and you never did that you never before. never did that. But here's the thing. There's a similarity between the colors and the skin, mm-hmm. which is instead of trying to force your yourself to wear something without considering your skin tone and how it matches that and taking in something and stripping away the oils, it's working with what you have, working with the skin tone that you've naturally been given, working with the amount of oil or your skin type that you've naturally been given and working with that rather than trying to fight it. So finding colors that complement your natural skin tone, you finding looking at the oil on your face not as this horrible thing you have to constantly remove, but how do I gently work with the fact that I do produce more oil? And the answer is not stripping it away because then you produce more. So it's having, how do you gently take it away and also see it as something that you can manage around and not just constantly deprive your skin of because then that just makes the problem worse. Look at you. Look I just you. thought of that now. Did you make a list there of your products? No. I didn't. So what's all that on that paper? You asked me to pre- to prepare something. What? Oh, that's all for the other segment? Oh my God. This man. is the essay. Yeah. This is the other segment. Oh my God. Okay, well, we might not have time to get that one on this episode. We're okay. gonna have to put that on the part two. Okay. But we have plenty more to discuss. I want you to tell everybody what your what your toner is. My the, toner is the um well, I got it from Face House. Yes. And I it's like a silver, a cloak. Benjamin. I'm very impressed with all of your research, but you know, I asked you to know the product names. This is a new product. And you, I just started using it. Yeah, but you like it. I do like and it. And I think there's lots of honeys, particularly male honeys out there. Who might, yes. Okay. Who might want to add a toner to their regimen. And if you like one, and if you have a skin type that they might relate with, and get the Osea thing too, so we know the name of it. The spot corrector. Okay. The benefits of not being in my studio in Burbank and being in our house. Okay, so 
We cleanse with Tatcha. We cleanse with Tatcha. The Tatcha cleansing oil. Yes, the cleansing oil. And then we double cleanse with the Osea Ocean Cleanser. Mm -hmm. yes. Then we get out of the shower and we put on our toner, which is... Our toner is the Hylunia Paraben-Free Collo Colloidal Silver Mist. Okay. She's, she talked about this brand, uh, Jen Worley, the owner of, of Faye's House. Um, I believe the, it's an Indian man who uh, created a line. Uh, he's a NASA scientist. And he created this line, which is kind of fun. And she gave me two of those, and then I gave them to you. Because uh, you you go to Face House now. I love Face House. Yeah, so you've been getting facials at Face House now, and they told you to, re they, they recommended that product to you, and I was like, don't buy it, I already have it. You already have it. And it, it's made, it's U.S. Advanced Medical Research, Inc. in Henderson, Nevada. There you go. Have and you ever been to Henderson? I have. I have not, but I did have my credit card stolen once and someone went on a shopping spree in Henderson, Nevada. Guess who it was? You. Yes. You spent $400 at Wendy's. What can I say? I love a double oh. cheeseburger. I think everyone listening knows that. And you also mm. went on a craft spree at Michael's. Yep, that's Those were the accurate. only two purchases. They that's were accurate. hundreds of dollars. That's accurate. Crafts and burgers. But I have been to Henderson. You have? I have a pass, sweetie. What's in Henderson? I, it's a little town i've done some traveling in my day okay that's a whole other app anyway that's the toner you like it is it's great and you're almost out of it but you're, you're starting to use my uh, evan healy frankincense which you love this I, morning this smells amazing but yeah. i do think that this high hylunia has it's also antibiotic right yeah well, antibiotic well colloidal silver is like a natural there antimicrobial i can't believe i've been toning this whole time it's a really nice thing it it, i feel like the products go deeper into your skin yes right? that's, the point. that's the point i was the same i didn't tone forever and this was at the beginning of nash Butte, and people would always be like i cannot believe i'm listening to a beauty podcast and the host is saying she doesn't tone well, although lena metcalf who you know because she has now treated you mm -hmm. uh said she doesn't tone hmm. because you know some dermatologists think it's a bullshit step but so it's whatever feels good for you I feel like growing up, I'm not going to get into this whole essay, but like growing up, I just got so many prescription drugs yeah. and it was harsh stuff and it made it worse. And it was just like, it was Especially honestly just like. when you're young and you're still adjusting and, and growing and like changing and it's hard just, to give kids like medications, you know, it's, it's like, just like selling. It was almost like a, it was like a scheme. It was like selling people shit that, you know, when the side effects would make it worse. I don't know. It just, something just didn't feel right about it. Yes. Well, you know. Big pharma's out to get us. Um, baby, will you please tell us the name of that spot treatment? Yes. Because you really the like name it. Of I spot, like it too. I love it. It, it. You have to use it very carefully because a lot comes out. Yeah. So, well, it's a roller ball, which I will say, I don't really particularly like because you're rolling it on your skin uh, on an acne. I feel like it's like oil. your oil is going into the product like your dirty face. Right. So what I do is I roll it on my hand. Smart. But I stopped using it because I don't want to cross-contaminate our dirty faces. So I'm letting you use it. Do you want me to roll it on my hand and then Well, me? I think it's too late now. I, I feel like our so. your dirty face is all mixed in. Oh, see, I love you, dirty? but I would uh, you know what I mean. Um, you're not, but we all have we're all dirty. Like if I touch you right now, my my dirty hand oil is going to be on you even though my hands aren't dirty. You know what I mean? I hope you're not offended by that. I'm not offended. Okay, but good. You don't get does. offended easily. I just think it shouldn't be a a roller product personally. Um but I will say before that, do you remember I had that, I call them kissy zits. Mm -hmm. When you get a zit right on the edge yes. of your lip, because I was trying a new lip product and I got a kissy zit and it was an undergrounder and it hurt so bad. And I kept being like, my zit, my zit. I put that over it and it was gone overnight. It is, this overnight. Incredible. I had one on the back of my head um, from not washing my hair, which I get every once in a while. 
and I put it on there, it was gone. So this product is really good. It's, and I like that you're using that instead of the La Roche-Posay yeah. one you were using that stained all Which also works, but it does, it, it, it works, but it also makes my skin more irritated because yes. of the benzoyl peroxide. Yes. This is called the Osea Essential Corrective Complex. Yes, okay. And it is a nat, like a spot act Natural treatment. oils that have anti-inflammatory and antibacterial properties. We love. Okay, we are going to have to do a part two. Okay. Is that okay with that's you? That's fine. Okay, but we need to get into your book a little bit because that's the whole point of you being mm-hmm. here is to promote your book, and, and we have yet to talk about it. So Ben has prepared some research for me on another. Um, I had him review some products, and there is a full page. So that will be on the next episode next week, but for now, let's just talk about your book a little bit. Okay. Okay? So the name of your book is, Oh My God, What the Fuck Does the Constitution Actually Say? Yes. So you wrote this book. Yes. How did you come to the conclusion to write this book? I know you've told this story a million times. No. But this is your first this is your first press interview. So I started an organization in 2018 called OMGWTF. Yes. And it was an acronym for Ohio, Michigan, Georgia, Wisconsin, Texas, and Florida. And the reason I picked those states is because they all had very key governors races attorney general races and secretary of state races. And these are offices that are often very overlooked and we don't collectively always pay attention to. Yes. And I found it interesting when we had fundraising events and we do concerts and magic shows and comedy shows with people like Stacey Abrams, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, um, all these amazing uh, uh, people. And Beto. We didn't do, well, we sort of did an event with Beto. We yeah. didn't get out the vote event, but we actually gave money to Stacey Abrams, to, to Gretchen Whitmer, and to um, uh, a woman named Jocelyn Benson, who's now the Secretary of State of Michigan. Gretchen Whitmer is now Governor of Michigan. She's constantly in a, a, a spat back and forth over ventilators with, with the president. And I w- found out that I would be talking about these, these offices, and a lot of my friends didn't know that their state had a secretary of state. They didn't know their state had an attorney general. And so I was kind of surprised and I was like, well, why do I know this? And it dawned on me that I, I got lucky. My parents work in government. They, they taught me this from a young age. And I started researching schools, who how we teach government civics. And it turns out in the last 18 years, we basically stopped teaching people government and civics. And so it's not our fault that we don't know this because our schools have cut it to only eight states to teach a year of government or civics. Mm-hmm. So I don't I, know shit. I'll be honest. I mean, you have you have learned a lot, and, yes. and not and not just from me. And I'm not saying that I've like taught, but you I you pay attention a lot. I mean, you are. I hear your conversations with your friends, and you you know your shit. But because of you, you have a great skincare routine now because of me. And I know what's going on in the world because of you. Well, I think it's a fair trade. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think we know which one's more important. <laughs> <laughs> it is the skincare. Yes. So I basically took a look at my own education and thought that maybe I could be helpful. And I found my eighth grade copy of the Constitution that we were that I was lucky that I was given in eighth grade in my class. And I started looking at it, and I was like, "This is very hard to understand." It's in English, but almost in a different language. And I thought... It's sort of like reading Shakespeare. It is. It's, you have to, like, interpret it. Exactly. And it's very... And the, some of the words that we would use today, they mean something different back then. Or the, the sentence structure, the grammar is just all very weird and, and dense. So I thought, 
if I could translate it in a way that made it very, the information is accurate, but it's way more easy to read and there's sort of explanations, what this means, and and try to do it in a way that's not boring and more engaging and, and even a little bit entertaining to read. So I had this idea and I was I ran into a friend at a at a, at a uh, at office uh, um, at a talent agency and kind of pitched it offhand, and then they like ran it up the chain and then they pitched it to a publisher and then I flew back to New York and then they offered me this this multi book deal, and the first book on this is uh, the adult English version of what the Constitution says. And what um, are some of the other ones coming out? So there's a book in, there's a version in Spanish mm-hmm. coming out in July. Mm-hmm. There's a kid's version coming out in January. And then on April 14th, there's a journal uh, about gerrymandering that's coming out. And tell us what is gerrymandering? Gerrymandering is a very stupid word. And it is basically the process of, so every 10 years in the Constitution, in the first article, they mandate that we have to redraw the districts or, or, or we have to enumerate, I should say, we have to enumerate the people in the country. So we do a census. We, a lot of us are doing this right now. Yes. So we're filling out the census and that's actually in the constitution. The census is in the constitution. The census is in the constitution. It's not by name, but that is the census is what we do to count the population in the country to decide two things. Back then it was to decide how many people in the house of representatives each state gets and it's also to decide how uh, many people we collect taxes from. And this is back in the day when we used to tax people evenly. So you and I, you and, I and whoever else, everyone would pay the same amount. It was like a, it was like a cost per person. It was all even taxes. Um, today, we don't do that. It's based on how much money you make, uh, at least income taxes. So Is that in the Constitution? So we didn't pay income tax until 1913. Before 1913, everyone just paid the same flat fee. We didn't pay income tax until 1913. So before that, r- the richest people were paying the same amount per person as the poorest people. It's kind of like how we have it today now. Look at you it's knowing the facts. I know. Ben, you're so fun. You just so, know all these random things. So we so we have the census and we and we redraw the the districts and there's a way to manipulate the drawing of the districts to fuck over certain people. So, for example, if you draw the districts and you know who's a Democrat and who's a Republican, you can draw the districts where all the Republicans are in one district so that their vote matters less than the rest of the state. Or you draw it in a way where you split up the Democrats so only a few of them are in each district. When you say Democrat, were you saying there's certain neighborhoods where everybody's a Democrat? So, I am saying that. And sadly, a lot of times, and it is illegal to do this, but throughout our history— people have used race as an indicator, especially in recent history, of who might be a Democratic voter. So they will take, they will look at neighborhoods with a large percentage of African Americans, and they will either draw the districts so that all of those voters are in the same district, so their vote matters less throughout the rest of the state, or they will draw it in a way where their vote is split up. For example, this district no longer exists, but in North Carolina, uh, when the uh, legislature redrew the lines in 2010, they or 2011, I should say, they drew it through a direct line through the oldest uh, and I believe largest um, African American university in the United States, North Carolina A and T in Greensboro, and they drew it directly through the college, so that the the entire college, everyone living there, wouldn't have as much of an effect in one district. So they split it in two. So literally, if you're a freshman and you're living on one side of the campus, if you move across campus, you have to re-register to vote. 
And it's a, it's a voter suppression tactic. So it's all to say that we explain this in a very simple, <laughs> much simpler than I just did actually, way so that people can understand it because this is our last chance, this election in 2020, to elect people who will not gerrymander mm -hmm. and will not disenfranchise people because of their race or because of who they think they're going to vote for because those lines last for 10 years. So if we don't take an effect or take action now, then those lines the will last until will, 2020, right. 2031. It's a um, long time from it's a, now. It's really long. And and yeah, so that's, that's the journal that we wrote. Okay, so you have a journal and you have this book and they are out April 14th mm -hmm. and you can pre-order them now. And we are going to give away a copy of both to a listener. And how should we do this? How do you want to do the contest? This is what I'm thinking. Okay. Okay. So today when this episode airs, I'm going to post a photo on the Nash Butte feed of my guest and me, as I always do, holding the book. And I will tag Ben. I want Ben to get his followers up, but to incentivize him to post more because Ben doesn't post much. And we all want to see what he's up to, right? We want to see his cute dog, his girlfriend, his house, his life, right? Benjamin? Yes, yes, that's correct. So, it, as an incentive for Ben to post more, we are going to follow him. So, for in, in order to enter this contest, you are going to have to follow Ben and then hit like on today's photo on the Nash Butte feed of us and comment with... What should they comment with? I was thinking their favorite article of the Constitution <laughs> or their favorite amendment. You can do a favorite amendment, yeah. Because that's that means they're going to have to look it up. Right. They're going to have to look up an amendment and sure. read them and get some education. Or do you think that's too much and just have them comment like something they liked in the episode? Or they could comment a question for you. I don't know. What do you think? They can comment a question. Okay. And it doesn't have to be about the Constitution. It doesn't have to be. But he does know a lot about it. And he does know a lot about politics and government and civics. Like, a lot. A lot. It's wild every day. I can't believe it. He literally knows like every mayor's name. I mean, it's really crazy. He knows I don't it. know every mayor's but name. But you know a lot. Honestly, it's it's like I said, it's it's just, if I wasn't born in it's D.C. It's your hobby, though. It's your passion. It is, but it's also growing up around it and, and, and having it ingrained on you. Like, like, you know every senator. I don't know every senator. But you know a lot of them. I know a good amount. When we watch TV, you're like, oh, that's so-and-so. I know who they are. I don't know them personally. I know them well, who yes, they are. Well, that's what I mean. I'm not saying you're chumming up with all the damn senators. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you know them by name yes. and face. Yeah. I don't know any damn senators. Well, you know our senators. I know Elizabeth Warren. You know Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. You know Kamala our Harris. Yes. Diane Feinstein. Yep. Look two for two. Me. Look at me. I know. I know. Look at me. But honestly, honestly, I probably wouldn't have known that until this year. I probably didn't know. And I'm not ashamed to say that. We I'm not ashamed be, to say that. We shouldn't be ashamed because we stopped teaching it. If you, only, if, you only, if you don't learn it at all, or you learn it only half a year, most states require half a year. But I also just feel like then there is a this. disconnect between what's going on and us, the, the emphasis of us knowing that. Our system is designed to keep us all dumb, in yes, my opinion. It is. So, uh, you know, we all just complain about Trump or whatever, but, but what really is going on and, and how do we as human beings and members of our society contribute to helping? You want to know my conspiracy? Do I, I have one conspiracy theory. Okay. In the 1960s, mm -hmm. the 1950s and 1960s, mm -hmm. so my parents are in their late 60s. Mm -hmm. In the 1950s and 1960s. How dare you? How dare you out, <laughs> out them, out them? The show? Yeah, that's true. They're gonna, they are they are allowed to listen to this episode, yes. right? Yes. 
Maybe not both parts, but maybe one part. No, they can listen to both. What do you think I am, a monster? (laughs) What do you think? We're going to get into some dirty shit? I don't know. We got a whole other episode. We're not. So here's my theory. Yes. I think that I find it interesting Mm -hmm. that in the 1950s and 1960s, we had all these classes on civics and government. Mm -hmm. We had civics. We had government. We had U.S. history. We had foundations of democracy. And it was a huge part of our public education. And what happened in the 1960s, we had protests, a lot of them, Mm -hmm. very engaged citizens Mm -hmm. around civil rights. Mm -hmm. And what did it lead to? The Civil Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act. We had the Vietnam War. We had tons of protests around the Vietnam War. What did that lead to? 18-year-olds to 20-year-olds getting the right to vote in the Constitution. From 61 to 71, we had four constitutional amendments passed. There were only 27, and four of them were in the decade from 61 to 71. And I find it very interesting that we had the Civil Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act, the Vietnam War protests, and four constitutional amendments in a 10-year period right after we were teaching everyone about government, everyone about civics, everyone about how the world works and how they have the power to affect change. And then suddenly, going into the 1970s and the 80s and 90s, we started chipping away at that education. And today, only eight states require a year of it. So if you keep people uninformed, they don't know that they have the power to stop it or how to stop it. And then you have leaders who don't represent the people. Very That's interesting, my conspiracy Benjamin. Theory. Very That's interesting. My theory. Very interesting. It's pretty fucked up. Well, you know but what? But now, but now is the time to start. Start with the, you know. And how do we start? We buy your book. Learn and we about read the Constitution. It. What is it called? It's called OMG WTF. Does the Constitution actually, actually say, say it's available for pre order now everywhere books are sold? So everybody gets you a copy. By getting a copy, you're supporting me. <laughs> you true. know? So, you know. And Ben, and y'all all like Ben now. Now y'all get it. So that's great. Hope I've done okay. You have, my darling. Can I say one thing about you? I don't know if this is for the this episode or the next episode. Well, then, would I guess. I just want to say that I am, every single day, mm-hmm. so impressed by you. Because you've built this show. You've built this community of people. And it is amazing to see the, the the space that you've built for people to talk about beauty, to talk about their insecurities, but it really is feels like a community that you created. And the amount of work that you put into it and the um, the the voice that you are for for your listeners. And I feel like you're honestly finding a way to create so much good in the world through this podcast. And I'm very proud of you. Thank you. That was very sweet. It's true. I told you you're the sweetest. I'm proud of Chuchi too. My my baby, who's here but has yet to say. She anything. hasn't said a no, word. She's. I, I honestly think she's annoyed. I would say several judgmental looks. Yeah, and <sighs> sighs. Yeah. Audible. Well, you know what, Chuchi, you've had your moment in the shine. You're on the cover of a book. Okay, take a seat. Okay, so Benjamin, please tell us where we can find you on social media. You can find me at that Ben Sheehan, S H E E H A N, on Instagram and on Twitter. Okay, and we've already plugged the book. Mm-hmm. You can buy it wherever books are sold, mm-hmm. and um, we're going to do a part two. So tune in for next week. We have several other things to discuss, um, and you'll be ready for that. Um, and what do we say at the end of every episode of Nash View? I know it's keep your French fresh, mm-hmm. 
Wash your bangs. That's keep your fringe fresh. That's keep your fringe fresh. I Cream said, your neck. Yes, but there's something else. Cream your neck. You said it to me. Keep your fringe fresh. You said it to me. I feel like there's a lot at the end. Am I wrong? I say you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be happy. You're talking to me. Yeah. We're talking to you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Do you remember when you said that to me? Yeah. In Puerto Rico? Mm -hmm. Remember? I was talking to you. I know, but it was so sweet. I Because I, I was crying. You were. I was happy. It was happy crying. I was like, I'm so happy. And you were like, you deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Remember, you quoted me. I do. You made me laugh. I do. And then I cream my neck. Yep, you and do. I wash my bangs. Do you cream your neck? I do. Yeah. I started only because of you. Yeah. I've never thought to cream my your neck, neck before. Your neck looks really good. You Thank don't have you. any lines on it. But I probably because I've been creaming. And you might have noticed that Ben's um, regimen doesn't have an eye cream because he literally has no under eye at all. You have the under eye of a teen. <laughs> Although we do want to start doing a little right here, I told you. I know. You're getting a little bit. I know, but I don't know, what to, I don't know what to use. Oh, baby, there's, I'll show you. Okay. We got plenty of stuff. But it, you look handsome. It looks good Thank on you. you. You look distinguished. I mean, you don't have a single wrinkle on your face. Well, I it's get my wild. Botox out. <laughs> <laughs> I get my Botox out. I do what I can. Even when you say that, I, I don't. I don't even see the wrinkle there in the first place. It's very faint. It's like they're very faint, I mean, but they're coming. You have perfect skin. Well, it, it's my passion. I know, but I've worked really hard on it. Yeah, it, it, it's beautiful. You're so sweet. It's really nice. I love you. I love you too. Cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh. fresh. Tune in next week for part two with Ben. <laughs> Scarpins Avenue, a, podca <clears throat> a podcast network.